Good morning. Welcome to the Market in Minutes podcast. My name is Patrick Lathan, and today is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished up 2.27%. The S&P 500 finished up 2.59%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up 2.66%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day up 2.80%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and materials. Energy finished up 5.77%, followed by materials, which ended the day up 3.40%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were consumer discretionary and real estate. Consumer discretionary finished up 0.46%, followed by real estate, which ended the day up 1.87%. The market started the new month and final quarter of the year on a positive note amid a rebound surge. But before we get into all the excitement from the trading session yesterday, the morning started with the release of some economic data. The Institute of Supply Management's Manufacturing Index for September showed a reading of 50.9%, down from August's reading of 52.8%. Now, the key takeaway from this report is that it shows that manufacturing activity grew at its slowest pace in nearly two and a half years in September as the number of new orders declined as interest rates went up, meaning the effects of the Fed's aggressive approach to bring down inflation are already starting to be seen in the market. Elsewhere, the Census Bureau reported that residential construction spending decreased by 0.7% in August, following a 0.6% decline in July. Now, the key takeaway from this release is the obvious downturn in residential spending, which itself is the result of rising interest rates, weakening homebuilder sentiment, and an overall cooling real estate environment. So back-to-back releases showing the real consequences of the Fed's aggressive approach. And the data released really had two effects on market performance and investor mindset yesterday. First, they offered a sliver of hope that the Fed could take a softer angle with rate hikes if we see more data releases showing similar effects. But the data also caused Treasury yields to retreat significantly. And as a result, we saw a surprising start to the new month. Now, we spoke last week about how some analysts and market pundits are starting to believe that stocks are overdue for a rally. And the thought process behind this notion is pretty straightforward. And it's that basically, the large losses seen in the month of September, combined with the overall negative disposition and bearish sentiment seen throughout the market, translate to the fact that the market is overdue for a rally and could pounce at any positive momentum. And yesterday, we saw that positive momentum right from the start, where stocks opened higher, coinciding with a pullback in treasury yields, which dropped considerably after the UK abandoned its plan to cut taxes for higher earners, and in response to the economic data we just discussed. Now, the buying efforts were broad-based yesterday and very impressive. Every sector finished significantly higher, and advanced decline numbers for both the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ proved the breadth and extent of the rally. And the market really needed a strong day yesterday to open out the new month and new quarter, as September was the worst month since March 2020 for the major domestic equity indices, 
And not to mention the fact that all 11 sectors are at least 13% off their 52-week highs. So in conclusion, it was a much-needed rally for the market, spurred on by hopes that the Fed will not be as aggressive with rate hikes due to an increasing amount of economic data pointing to the damage being caused by their aggressive policies so far. Hopefully, the momentum will continue today and throughout the rest of the week and allow us to open the fourth quarter with a couple of back-to-back days of solid performance. Regardless of what does happen, though, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, financial news sources were buzzing over the weekend and yesterday with reports and lots of speculation over major trouble at Swiss investment bank Credit Suisse. So, After reports that the company's credit default swaps have spiked to near 2008 levels, rumors of a Lehman Brothers-like collapse have run rampant, fueled further by both macroeconomic factors and a significant amount of company-specific concerns. Following these reports and rumors, senior executives of the company have been attempting to reassure clients of the bank's financial health. Regardless, social media has been awash with rumors of a Lehman-like collapse in the near future for the bank, so stay tuned. In other news stories, in a concerning development yesterday, a Russian nuclear military unit has been on the move, which many interpret as a sign of a potential escalation in the region. The unit, known as Russia's Strategic Rocket Forces, or RVSN, is a cornerstone of the nation's nuclear defense and deterrence program, which is the largest and most advanced in the world. Now, it's made up of dozens of missile regiments who, together, control thousands of nuclear-capable weapons, intercontinental ballistic missiles, and are responsible for the maintenance and protection of their launch centers. But this report comes as many military strategists predict that Russia's retreat from a key logistics hub in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region will not only be another humiliating defeat for Russian President Vladimir Putin, but will also signal a fundamental shift in momentum in favor of Ukraine. Retired General David Petraeus even went as far as to say that the Russian army is on the verge of collapse on a Sunday morning talk show. So the fear is that because of this, Russia may be considering using a strategic nuclear weapon to gain momentum. So scary story there. Elsewhere, one of the big news stories yesterday was the beginning of a new term for the Supreme Court. Now, coming off of last term's controversial rulings, the number of Americans who say that they trust the Supreme Court is at its lowest level on record, according to a new Gallup poll. And much like last term, this upcoming docket features a plethora of controversial topics, including environmental regulations, voting rights, and affirmative action. So it should be another headline-worthy term for the highest justices in the land. Finally, we spoke on last week's shows about the widespread path of destruction and damage caused by Hurricane Ian. As many Floridians are attempting to assess their personal situations and slowly start the process of rebuilding their lives, many are facing the stark reality of their situation. One especially painful fact for many is the realization that their hurricane insurance does not protect their house from flood damage. So in the hard-hit county of Lee, home to Fort Myers, an area that saw extreme flooding, only 28% of the households and businesses had flood insurance. Meanwhile, in other hard-hit counties such as Seminole in Orange County, more than 97% of the houses do not have flood insurance. And in fact, looking at the whole state of Florida, the number of homes with flood insurance has been declining as it's only required in areas that are considered high flood risk zones. The problem with big hurricanes such as Ian though, is that flooding can occur just about anywhere 
and many people are being taught that expensive lesson. So a tough situation there in Florida. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from October 4th of the past. Starting today in 1582, when October 4th was the last calendar day in the Julian calendar. Now, to sync with the Gregorian calendar, which was the new world standard, any country using the Julian calendar went to sleep on August 4th and woke up 10 calendar days later on October 15th. In 1883, the Orient Express departed for its maiden journey from Paris to Istanbul. In 1957, the Soviet Union launched Sputnik 1, the first artificial Earth satellite. And lastly, in 2006, WikiLeaks was launched by internet activist Julian Assange with the goal of providing the world with evidence of truth no matter what the consequences. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.